Welcome one and all to Let's Unpack It, a podcast where a former youth pastor takes a look at the church, faith, and theology, breaks it down, discusses it, and comes back with a conclusion at the end. I'm your host, Josh Doller, and let's get right into unpacking times when the Bible gets in the way of Jesus. So first, I want to preface this whole thing with saying that I do believe that the Bible is, you know, real. It is written about a real person, Jesus. Uh, It's an integral part of living a Christian life. It has fantastic teachings and life lessons and insight into uh, who God is, who Jesus was, and what it means to live a Christian lifestyle. But for me, the reason why this episode is happening is because I feel like a lot of 21st century American Christianity has ruined the beauty of it. We take this collection of books written by a specific people group in the Middle East over, that was written over the span of 6,000 years from each other, all talking about the same relationship with this singular God figure. So that's 6,000 years of a completely different culture, different part of the world, different part of our history as humans. All right, history of everything, really, and we don't give it the proper respect that it really deserves. Now, I know for some of you out there, it's probably weird to hear, oh, not giving the Bible the proper respect that it deserves. What do you even mean by that? Because for a lot of people, when you hear, oh, you're not giving the Bible the respect it deserves, it means you're not taking the Bible literally or you're not applying every single thing it says into your own life or some amalgamation of the Bible being kind of a letter of the law. A lot of what they like to call themselves Bible-believing churches like to preach about on Sunday mornings. It's as if the Bible was put on a golden pedestal, if you will, propped up above us all as if it was this magical thing handed down to us that we should feel so lucky to be able to consume and understand and to read. Those Bible-believing churches, in my opinion, simplify the Bible to an extreme extent. Those are the churches you go to where there's a little insert in the centerfold of the pamphlet for the day, the bulletin for the day that has, what are the five things that the pastor talked about? Let me fill in the blank here for what he said. It's the ones that make it so you don't have to think about what the pastor is saying or what the Bible itself is even saying. If you can just answer this little quiz, that's going to help you out later in your small group to say the correct things, then that's totally fine. It's also a collection of people saying that the Bible is easy to understand because a book written, let's say, you know, one of the Gospels, written about uh, 1,950 to 70 years ago, depending on who you want to listen to on that, written by Jewish people to either a Jewish or Gentile audience not in English, that's been translated into Greek and then from Greek into Old English and then from Old English to where we are today by multiple different people. There's a group of people in about the year 400 who decided 
what was going to be added into this new Bible and what wasn't. Something about the, that makes it sound like it shouldn't be as easy as people like to make it seem. So all of these different things of making it so the Bible doesn't seem like something that you can interact with or question, uh, that it's easy to understand, and that you can boil down what it's trying to say in these simple, simple points, is where I think people are not giving the Bible the proper respect that it deserves. I'm not saying that it doesn't have any importance to Christianity. It has the utmost importance to Christianity. And I'm not saying that it only mattered 2,000 years ago and that we can't apply it to our lives right now. What I am saying is that we need to treat the Bible with more respect and with more intelligence if we're going to be able to make modern-day Christianity a better, more thriving, healthy community, especially here in America in 2017. Um, that's because I th think there's a baseline misbelief on a lot of people of what the Bible actually is, at least people that I talked to who grew up in the church uh, and still attend or mostly attended these type of churches that have the Bible be very plain and very simple and very easy to explain. So I'm going to outline some of those main issues, I think, uh, that are there, and then I'm going to address some things on ways to fix it, uh, and then also suggest a few books uh, that I think do a really good job about explaining what the Bible actually is and how we've kind of warped our view on it and how to get back to having a not-so-warped view of what the Bible actually is. So, for me, one of the major first issues is the idea of the Bible said it, that settles it. Very popular bumper sticker. What do you mean when you say that, though? Because the Bible says a lot of things. The Bible says a lot of things, but I want to bring it back one second really quick. If you're believing in something just because it says that it is the truth, then what makes the Bible any different than the Quran or the Book of Mormon or any of those other books uh, or preachers or people who say they were the second coming of God or that the end of the apocalypse was supposed to happen? If you're just basing your belief in the Bible and in Christianity in the fact that it is saying that it is what it is and that it is the truth, that's a very flimsy, flimsy thing to p place your belief in and something that could easily crash and erode if you just continue having that. Also, another thing is what part of the Bible are you referring to that you believe? Are you believe? Are you saying that you believe in the fact that uh, it said to burn down villages and to kill all the residents, um, as when the people of God, the people of Israel, were going to the Holy Lands? Do you believe that that's the right thing to do? Um, are you saying that having slaves is the right thing to do? Are you saying incest is the right thing to do? Are you saying to lie to kings? that your wife is actually your sister so that you don't get killed, as what Abraham did, is the right thing to do? Or are you saying that being there for people, as Jesus was, is the right thing to do? 
are you saying to call people out on the ways that they are harmful and hurtful as the prophets did and as jesus did is the right thing to do are you saying that love and forgiveness and mercy is the right thing to do which part of the bible are you saying is the part that settles it because the bible disagrees with itself a lot there's a lot of contradictions within the bible if you're advocating for the Bible settling every single argument, you're advocating for every single word of the Bible being 100% truth and 100% accurate historically, which is just not the case when you look at what the Bible actually is, especially in the Old Testament, which a lot of people like to refer to when it comes to talking about uh, war and conquering and a Christian's uh, ability to do so and stuff like that. The Old Testament specifically was written um, as a history of a people group. It was written after all of these events happened or through these events happened, and it was collected um, you know, together in about 400 BC, um, give or take, is uh, the last like known writing. And the Old Testament was the only thing that people had to go on uh, in Jesus' time. But when you look at that, it's the history of the people group coming together poetry, philosophy, prophecy, a lot of those things uh, mixed up together. The history, the prophecy, and the poetry, and the teaching all mixed together. So what is poetry? What is history? What is teaching? What is 100% historically accurate? What is written after the fact to kind of justify the things that they did? These are the questions you got to ask yourself about the Bible and for me, Pastor uh, John Mark Comer up in Portland, uh, he is the lead pastor of a church called Bridgetown Church. He's written a few books. Uh, he once said something about the contradictions in the Bible and the idea of taking the Bible 100% seriously and said, if the people who said that they took the Bible literally actually did we would have a bunch of people without their right hands running around here. So what I'm saying when it comes to taking the Bible and simplifying it down is saying that you're not treating it with the correct history and understanding and respect that it deserves to be had. Because it is a beautiful collection of texts with some of the best poetry that we have on record today. And some of the most important looks into what society looked like back in those days that we have or at least the most easily accessible it's you know six thousand years of people writing about the same god the people who wrote about the stories of genesis and the people of israel being freed by their god is the same god that paul is writing about in his jail cells in Rome. It's the same God that has the complete history of a people group from saving them to their lack of faith to a savior coming to them and then this new idea of who a child of God is. The Bible is also the entire history of the Jewish people from when they were freed to 
29 to 33 AD, depending on how you want to look at historical dating of the Bible. It's a collection of writing from people who wanted desperately more than anything for people to know who this man Jesus was, the Savior, before they died, because they thought he was that Jesus was going to come back in their lifetime as a Savior. It is a beautiful collection of all of these different things. But that doesn't mean it's a simple book that you can decide to bend it to how you want it to sound or to say the things that you want it to say. That kind of goes into my second thing with the Bible is that we, especially in America, love to pick and choose what the Bible says and make it fit to our own understanding and our own ideas. This idea of um, apologetics that we need to argue the validity of the Bible to non-Bible believing people and that if we have reason and we have fact behind everything that we will be able to defeat the non-believers in argument and intellectual combat and therefore we will prove God exists and you know I don't I don't really know what the end goal of that is cuz to me that is not um, really what the Bible has ever been about. When you look at the Bible, when it talks about itself, and when you look at the early church specifically, they're not using certain semantics and phrases that the Bible, for them, would be the Old Testament had in itself to justify why they're saying the things that they're saying. They're saying, hey, this man, Jesus, existed. Here's the stories we've told you about Jesus. Here's why you should believe us. But it's stories. It's using the stories of Jesus and referring to things that people already know to say, and here's a new understanding of that. And even when you look at Jesus himself, he said, I'm here to fulfill the law and the prophets, which is what the people of the time would refer to as what we know as now is the Old Testament, but the Bible in general, um, back in those days. Whenever Jesus would reference the Old Testament or the law and the prophets, he would do so in very subtle ways, ways that it, for a first century Jewish person, you knew those stories back to front. It also spoke to you because you were also under Roman oppression, which is also something that a lot of people don't remember when they look at specifically the New Testament. We in America, 21st century America, we come from this place of power, especially if you're a white evangelical, um, if you're a white evangelical male, more so. But we white evangelicals have made up most of the people in America, when it comes to polling at least, for its entire history, it's only uh, recently that that hasn't been the case. The New Testament, those collections of writings about Jesus, came from people who were following Christianity illegally, being crucified and being thrown in jail for believing in what they believe. So it's a completely different power difference. And if you can tell me that it is simple to take that understanding of following something illegal, knowing that you could probably die if anyone found you distributing these things and believing these things. So how can we possibly, as 21st century Americans, especially white ones in my um, personal 
uh, experience male middle class I can't relate in that sense so when we look at these texts and these scriptures we like to just pick and choose the things that make us feel good about ourselves and feel good about the things that we believe whether or not they're actually Christian ideas you can find passages in the Bible to support almost anything that you want to have it support you want it to support slavery it's been used to support slavery. If you want to use it to support flat earth, you can. There's many, many examples of what early Christians thought the world looked like in the Bible. And if we continued to believe that the world was, you know, the center of the universe, that it was completely flat, that uh, there was a filament over the sky with holes in it, that's what stars were, like, that's what the Bible says. The Bible also says that women shouldn't have head coverings, and the Bible also says that there are just reasons for war, and the Bible also says that there is never a time for violence. The Bible also says that you should rise up against cap captors, and there's also times where Jesus himself said, let Caesars be what is Caesars. There are so many contradictions within the Bible itself that you can pick and choose all you want, but until you actually take the time to look at the Bible, see the entire context of what it's being written in, which is something a lot of people don't like to do. Look at the context of what passage you are seeing and reading about. What is it being written in? Is it being written to the Colossians, what are the Colossians going through? Was it written to Rome? What's the entire flow of the book of Romans? What was happening when this prophet wrote to these people? All of this context and important information to look at, if you don't take that into any reading of the Bible or understanding of the Bible, you're doing it a disservice. It'd be like reading a speech by Woodrow Wilson without understanding who Woodrow Wilson was. Yeah, you can understand the words that it's saying, but you don't understand the context of who he's talking to, when he's saying it, what the climate is when he was saying it, and the emotional and important impact and the reason why he was saying those things is lost on you. It can still be a good bit of information on well you know to yourself that day but you don't understand the importance of what it is you can't just pick and choose what the bible says the bible disagrees with itself and the bible is going to disagree with you which is one of the biggest things i personally had to get over is the idea of the bible disagreeing with me the bible disagrees with me a lot and it's a struggle for myself still to understand, okay, why is it disagreeing with me? Am I wrong? Or is this a thing where cultural contexts are completely different? And that's just how things were at the time and things are now different? And are things closer to being heaven on earth now or then? These are the questions I am asking myself consistently because of that. And I also want to talk about the idea of the Bible getting the way, getting in the way of who Jesus is. So often, if you were to go to a church's website 
and look, what do we believe in? Just kind of like, hey, I, I'm looking to maybe join your church. I'm going to go to your website, see what you guys are all about, your belief system, basically. It's surprising, because I've done this a few different times. It's surprising how often Jesus isn't the first thing mentioned, or the second, or the third. Sometimes it's not even on the list, which I would suggest staying away from those churches. But more often than not, the Bible and its inerrancy and its infallibility is normally listed as the most important thing that people believe in. That the Bible holds, especially in America, this place of more importance than Jesus, than the thing that ties this all together. The thing that the Bible is ultimately pointing towards, no matter where you are in it, this man, this savior on earth, Jesus, is the center of Christianity and the most important part of Christianity. Everything else is just talking about what happened to get us up to Jesus. And then Jesus came. Now, how do we interpret that? Jesus should be the most important thing. But yet we try to focus on, oh, these different things in the Bible and the things that says, well, in 2 Corinthians, it says this. So therefore, uh, it disagrees with this, but it's in the Bible. So this happened. And then, oh, but in Genesis, it also says this. And because in Genesis, it says this, it there's so many small and insignificant things that we like to focus on when it comes to Christianity, when really the most simple thing is we need to let things get out of the way so that Jesus can shine. We have the understanding of who Jesus is in the Gospels. And we have the understanding of what happened before, why Jesus kind of came, what people thought he would be, him showing up, and then... Jesus showed up. Now what do we do with this? But Jesus should be the most important and most central figure within Christianity. And more often than not, it just hasn't been the case. So understanding the importance of the Bible, understanding that it has contradictions, it's not always going to agree with you, understanding that it's not simple and complex and that's okay, because it's better when it's not. And then also understanding that it's okay to let the Bible get out of the way to just let Jesus be the most important thing in the faith. For me, that's a lot of stuff that I feel like would help a lot of Christians going forward is just being willing to engage in this Bible on a deeper level, but also understanding that at the end of the day, if it's not pointing towards Jesus and who we understand Jesus to be, all the good things that Jesus is. Should it really be that big of a deal for us? And that's a question I want to end it on. I want you guys to think about. Um, I would love to have your guys' thoughts on how you think it, what do you think about this? What's your relationship with the Bible? Um, you can talk about this on a, a Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com slash let's unpack it. All one word, no apostrophe or anything like that. 
Uh, you can also talk to me directly on my Twitter. I'm at Josh Dolar. That's J-O-S-H-D-O-L-A-R. No space, no uh, underscore, anything like that. Love to know what you guys think. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to the first episode as well. It really meant a lot. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, spend Let's Unpack It.